Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Yesterday I began sharing with you the victory, the, the, the tools to have victory over sin. We're going to continue with that. We got up to, we're taking the word victory and turning it into an acrostic for our points. And uh, yesterday we talked about being vigilant. We need to, if you're going to have victory over sin, you need to realize that the devil is out trying to tear you down. He's as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So you need to always be on your guard. Then I, to imagine, imagine the consequences. If you give in to sin and allow sin to reign and rule and give yourself to those things that you are trying not to do, and if you do, imagine the consequences will happen as a result of that. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. You can hide them from many people, but you'll never hide that from God. Then C for V-I-C for victory. C, captivate your thoughts. We ended with that yesterday. And the point there is simply this, that, um, that uh, in, our, in our mind, our actions are the results of our thoughts. Our mind is where our thoughts take place, the inner man, our thoughts, our feelings, and our decisions. And it results in our actions. This is what the outer man does. And, and actions are formed and habits are, are there. And then a lifestyle is created. So if you can control them at the heart of things in the, in the internal side within your thoughts, then you will begin to have some victory over some of the sin, and that God has given us the tools for these very things. We'll continue in this, but before we do, let me quickly remind you that we're still in our spring fundraising campaign. We're getting closer to that halfway point. We're not there yet, but would you consider being a part of of our fundraising campaign this season? The number to call is 800 616 0082. That's 800-616-0082. You can always give safely and securely online at fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. If you've been blessed by by the ministry of Fortress of Faith and have benefited from that, would you consider sharing uh, with us your gratitude and help so that we can continue to be a blessing to others as well? Again, the number is 800 800- Six one six zero zero eight two. As we continue in this, having victory over sin, realize this, understand this. God has given us the victory. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-seven. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't work for or toward victory. We work from victory. God has conquered. Uh, death, the grave has no sting. We can be liberated from our sin, even our besetting sins. And God has given us the tools to live righteously, to live holy. Uh, God's desire is for you not to be in bondage, but to be free, to be an overcomer. And not just to live life here, but to live it more abundantly. But the truth is, many of us struggle with sin, besetting sins, 
and they keep us from achieving what God desires of our life. And sometimes our sin is very, creates a lot of pain, a lot of hurt out there. You don't have to live there. You can be an overcomer. And when you got saved, you got 100% of God's redemption, 100% of his justification. You received a full pardon. But sanctification, we didn't get all of that. Sanctification is a process. And that's when we're set apart. The more that we set ourselves apart from this world and set ourselves towards holiness and God's righteousness, and that's the goal that God has for us, that we'd be thoroughly furnished unto all good works, that we'll be men of God. God wants us to be holy and godly and righteous, and we can. And if you begin these practices to be vigilant, realize the devil wants to destroy you. He's always trying to trip you up. And imagine the consequences if you do give in to that sin. Captivate your thoughts. And then fourthly, in the V-I-C-T, out of victory, tell God. When you're struggling, God has God wants you to turn to him to enlist his help. Remember when the disciples said to the Lord, teach us to pray. Here's what the Lord taught them how to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. One of the things that we were to pray, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God wants us to come to him to ask him for help that we would not be led into temptation, but delivered from the evil. Uh, Matthew chapter 26 says this, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Have you ever noticed that a great number of the hymns talk about us turning to God for help? Uh, and there's uh, and there's a lot of truth in that. But what a friend we have in Jesus and all my sins and griefs to bear, all because I do not carry these things to God in prayer. You know, if we would turn to God and give them to the Lord and enlist his help, we would save ourselves a great deal of grief. So number one, we need to be vigilant. We need to imagine the consequences. We need to captivate our thoughts. We need to tell God and turn to God for help in these areas. Number five, observe for O. Observe that God is observing you. Remember that he is always watching and that you may hide your sins from others, but you'll never hide them from God. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. In Jeremiah 16, verse 17, we learn that for mine eyes are upon all their ways, and there are not, they are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. My wife would tell the story when she was a little girl. Uh, her dad, when he was in the army, when he would leave to, to, to work, he, would, he, he set these marbles up there in, in the house, and, uh, and he says, these are my eyes, and I'm always watching you. And um, he would call home before he returned home to find out what the kids were up to, what they did that day. So when he got home, he said, well, you know, I knew you did this, knew you did that. Kids grew up always thinking those, eye, those marbles were dad's eyes always watching. <laughs> but realize this, God is watching, and he sees it all. And again, we may hide these from others. 
from our wife, from our husband, from our family, from our pastor, from other people there, but we're never hiding our sin from God. And so remember that is that our sin will find us out. Remember the consequences of that. All right, let's move on to the next to last to run for the R in victory to run. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, flee also youthful lust to run from it. I've said this when I was a youth pastor many times to the kids. It's far better to say I'm not going to go to the party than it is to say I'm not going to drink while I'm at the party. Don't even go there. Don't even get into the places where you know sinful activity is going to be going on. You're hanging around the wrong people. He's going to encourage you to do things that you shouldn't be doing. Don't even go there. Don't even give place to the devil. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27 tells us there that not to give place to the devil. Back in 1974, a British couple were about ready to embark on a year long journey around the world in their yacht, in their 60-foot yacht. Jim and Trish Hughes had been preparing for this for, for years, and the day had come that they were going to set off and embark on their journey around the world to circumnavigate the globe. They loaded up everything onto their vessel, their food, and had all their plans and their maps and stuff, and they said farewell to their friends at the shore and was uh, leaving uh, the harbor. They hadn't got hardly even an hour into their journey. They could even still see the harbor when they left. And a fishing vessel from Iceland, skippered by Olafsson, crashed into their yacht, causing so much damage that they had to return back. And it took 11 months to repair the damage. Well, they weren't deterred. They set off again and embarked, said farewell to everyone again. And would you know it, not even getting out of the uh, British seaways, that they ran into also again this, uh, this fisherman, and he saw them, and he turned his vessel towards them to apologize once again for what he had done the year before. And when you know it, he wrecks into them again a second time, sending them back to shore. Boy, they were uh, very disappointed. And he said this, uh, he was interviewed by the newspaper, and he said this, I, for one, will never, ever sail anywhere near Iceland, just in the off chance that he will be there. (laughs) He's going to say, I'm not even going to get close to the country. Well, understand this. That's kind of how we ought to, the attitude that we ought to have. We're not even going to get close to sin. We're not going to even allow it to have a place in our life. And finally, the last point in victory over sin, we come to why? To yield. Yield to the Spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says this, this I say then, walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, how this verse is so helpful to us there. If you're walking in the Spirit, if you're doing that which God wants, then you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You don't have to worry about it if you continue to walk in the Spirit. It's like a white dog and a black dog. Whichever one you feed is the one that's going to prevail. If you're feeding uh, the flesh, the flesh will prevail. If you feed the Spirit, the Spirit will prevail. Let me quickly say this in, in you know, yielding. Yielding is like yielding to a form, giving way, 
not being rigid and holding to your own form, but giving into another. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm here to tell you that if you, if you want to have success over sin and have victory over sin, yield to the Spirit of God, be conformed to the image of his Son, and this is the desire that God in how do you do it being by, by being transformed, not reformed. Uh, being reformed is like taking a dirty shirt, uh, ironing it, starching it, and ironing it, and and saying it's good. No, it's not. It's still dirty. It needs to be cleansed. And uh, so reforming is not going to fix it. Yield to the form of our Savior. And so, as we uh, look at this, basically, if you have a tool belt that God has given us, and we need to fill that tool belt, you know, and so in there we might want to put a pair of binoculars to help us remind us we need to be vigilant. We need to put a, a bear trap, one of those snapping traps there in our tool belt to remind us of, uh, imagine what will happen if we give in to sin. It's a trap. It's a curse. Don't go there. Uh, uh, carry around a net with us to remind us we need to captivate our thoughts. And, uh, and take something to remind you about prayer, maybe a prayer, <laughs> this is terrible, a prayer rug in your, in your tool belt and a magnifying glass to remind you that God's always observing. He's always watching and a pair of tennis shoes to, to remind you we need to run from sin, flee from it. And a badge that says yield, yield to the Holy Spirit. If we do these things, be vigilant to uh, imagine the consequence of a sin, captivate our thoughts, tell God, turn to God when we need help, observe that God's always observing us, and run from sin and yield to the Spirit of God, then you'll have victory over sin. That's it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.